Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, poor Hole. But I thought the lead role in Jesus Christ Superstar was Jesus Christ. Yeah, I suppose Jesus Christ is the lead role in Jesus Christ Superstar, mm. but I wasn't gunning for that one. I didn't, didn't much fancy my chances in a loincloth in front of the whole school. <laughs> yeah, I was joking about it when I was swimming along. I was like, oh, I'm scared that things are like crawling up my vagina and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm scared that they were. Oh dear! Like those tiny little fish that leap up urine streams and, and yes, jump into like penises. penis worms. Yeah, yeah. Worms. <laughs> but what did you do then? If you weren't, if you weren't Mary Magdalene, I was like a, a like a bird shepherd a, from the left. Yeah, maybe a prosy. I don't know. Sorry, a sex worker. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Babylon! I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to episode 147 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. We get straight into it this week with a spot of imposter syndrome, which is something both of us feel a lot, especially when it comes to running. We then charge into the idea of slow running and how it can affect our pace and endurance and our health much more positively than the usual running we do which tends to be staying vaguely in heart rates zone three and four. We discuss how hard it is to run slower. And we also discuss the concept of slow running making our harder and faster running better. Because if we've recovered well, we can basically put in more effort on those technical sessions. Other than that, Holly has been exploring wild swimming as a cross-training activity and thoroughly enjoyed herself. But the end result has been less than brilliant. And here's a quick reminder for the event of the year. We want you to come and run with us at the London Vitality 10,000 this year on Sunday, September the 24th. We want you to come and run with us and we have our very own women's running wave, which means we can all run together and there's enough space for everyone. 
there'll be a special meet and greet area just for us in the park. So we'll be able to chat with you before and after the run and we can all celebrate together. We can't wait to run with you. Just go to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk to find out more. start recording <laughs> because then I can always cut it out if it's but just horrific this is a terrible terrible thing and I would like to do a disclaimer here that I do think that confident people welcome to the podcast I think we've started recording haven't we, we have started recording um we? yeah that like I really struggle and maybe I need to get over this and go to some therapy or but I really struggle when people are so confident that they go like I'm really good at this like, oh, yeah. I met yeah. someone the other day and uh, they were like, oh, yeah, my partner says I am, like, the funniest person they've ever met. And like, I'm really good at doing this and blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, I'm I'm so funny. I'm really – and I know it sounds really bad because, like, you know, I should be, like, props to you for, for knowing yourself and for being confident about it. But there's a very yeah. British part of me that's like, you don't – you can't say that. It's weird, isn't it, actually? Yeah, like, why are we like, like that? I don't know because, like – I mean, it should be it should be quite easy to be able to say, "Oh, I'm quite good at this and quite good at that." But it is quite British to sort of say, "I'm I'm largely shit at most things." And like, and like I was going to say, "Oh, is that a kid thing?" But actually, I'm just thinking about Ted, and he is the first person to say that he's bad at doing things. Aww. Like he'll say, "Oh, I, I can't. Oh, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that." There's like a self-deprecating thing that I think we do that is. Um, I mean, it's it's. I use it for humor a lot, I think, as well. Like, and mm. I feel like it's a way of being like, but genuinely, I think where it comes from is a way of letting other people in because immediately yeah. it seems as though if you start to be like, oh, I'm really good at, um, I don't know, I'm really good at cooking. Yeah. Then I feel like people, for some reason, there's a thing. We should just be able to be like, oh, are you sick? Well, can you make me a massive bowl of pasta then? <laughs> but instead, there's a part of us that's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm obviously... Yeah, it, it pushes you, you out. Yeah. shut out rather than like... Yes. If, you, if you go, oh, I'm really shit at cooking, then it sort of opens up a, an opportunity to... Or even if you know you're not shit yeah. at cooking, but at least you're like, oh, I really love cooking, but I tell you what, I'm shit at chopping onions or something. Yes. It, it, it's a, an avenue in for somebody to be like... Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, that's so right. And, like, it's like um, I, there's a parent, and we're not going to name any names here, but there's no. a, there's someone I know uh, who is like that about their child um, in a kind of, oh, my, my child is absolutely brilliant at this. And mm. um, it's completely ostracizing to all the other parents because what, what we do, as, as most of the other parents will just go, my kid is shit at that and I've been a bad parent because I've done this, that and the other. Mm -hmm. And that does allow the kind of conversation to kind of, even if you're a parent that isn't shit at that particular thing, you'll be shit at some other thing. Yeah. And and yeah, you're right. If you're if you're speaking to someone who is like broadly brilliant at things and tells you that they're broadly brilliant at things, then you just you I don't know. Yeah, I find that the kind of thing really, really Do you know what though, Hall? Mm -hmm. Um what's I quite amazing. Too. <laughs> what's quite amazing is that does actually lead it on to the kind of main big thrust oh of the stuff that I was gonna talk about today. I know. <gasps> what Which an intro. It is. It is, and it has something to do with running. So, uh, yeah, and we oh both God, have everybody like, brace yourselves. I know, right? Um, we both have imposter syndrome when it comes to our running, quite a oh, lot, hugely, don't we, I think. just so massively. Yeah. 
Oh, so my if mate, we like were all the time, it's I, I feel as though, I mean, welcome to this podcast. If you've never listened before, it's us yeah. joking about how shit we are at running all the time. <laughs> and hopefully it's somewhere that you can come and listen if you have the same thoughts and feelings and worry about because so many I think often so many things to do with with sport particularly as well because they because naturally lots of people who are into sport are people who are quite competitive and who are have worked hard to kind of hone a craft mm. and I think it's also important to have a space for people who who might be brilliant and might be competitive and might be all of those things too but I haven't got a competitive bone in my body really I I was going to say I don't either, but I do if I find out that I'm good at something. But the the good at something is never ever to do with sport. So yeah, my comp- that's so true. Pet- actually, yeah, I think yeah. I do. I think you're right. I I remember crying because I didn't get the lead role in Jesus Christ Superstar when I was in school. Shit. Well, yeah. So would I. So would I. Yeah. I there mean- you go. So there must be an element there, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's necessarily competitiveness. I think it comes from self depth again it's like it's beating yourself up isn't it and it's mm-hmm. like oh I'm rubbish at, I'm obviously rubbish then I can't believe I ever thought I was good haha yeah. lol go and <laughs> might, might as well just go and sit in a corner and cry you stupid little person oh god that's probably oh. what I said to little me for you, not getting you. Mary Magdalene <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Hall. But I thought the lead role in Jesus Christ Superstar was Jesus Christ. Yeah, I suppose Jesus Christ is the lead role in Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. But um, I wasn't gunning for that one. I don't didn't much fancy my chances in a loincloth in front of the whole school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember who played Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, I think he was actually very... I think he went on to go to like Lambda or something. Um, mm. But Doug actually did play Pontius Pilate. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> that was his first sort of foray into um, into theatre. And then what, he... What did you do then? If you weren't, if you weren't Mary Magdalene... I was like a, a... Like a third shepherd a, from the left. Yeah, maybe a prosy. I don't know. Sorry, a sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> of Babylon. I don't know. <laughs> but, but I remember actually so embarrassingly... Um, there was so there, there's a big number at the end. If, if I don't know if anyone's familiar with Andrew Lloyd Webber, do you know what his, I'm not? Burn his, his work. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know this. I don't. I, this, well, you think it, the thing is about Jesus Christ Superstar is no, I don't know it at all. I, I actually don't know it at all. I was about to say I know Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat, but that's a separate and different. That's thing, a isn't separate it? and different uh, show. Mm. I, but is that by Andrew Lloyd Webber? And it might I think be. So. Might be. He got around, didn't yeah. he? He did a lot. Didn't he? Did but, did quite a lot. Yeah. And he loved the biblical ones then. There we go. Didn't he? He did. I did I didn't <laughs> realise that. But um I remember there was a bit, so there's a bit at the I mean the main song goes hmm. Jesus Christ, superstar. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do, 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 do can't remember the rest. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. we're all the inner wonder bra or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but they're like all of the whatever we were, sex workers of the time or or like, sex workers I don't know of the what time. we were. We, we were just like... Vintage a, sex workers. Yes, yeah. I was in like a group of assorted <laughs> women 
<laughs> who, who, and I think we had to sort of wash the feet and then sort of wander around and, and sort of sing all the nice bits or whatever. No wonder I was yeah. annoyed I didn't get Mary Magdalene. What a shit role. Yeah. Um, Sound but, shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feet remember washing. we all had to go in a very, it was very, you know, very camp musical. Um, and we all had to put our hands up in the air at a particular mm. bit and go, Jesus Christ, whatever. And I did it at the wrong bit and I was the only person who stuck <laughs> my hands in the air and went, Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> so not good memories of Jesus Christ, superstar all around. Oh dear. Any, any video evidence of that particular moment? I'm sure there must be somewhere. I'm sure there must be somewhere. There's definitely video evidence of, the, of then the year after we did Les Miserables. And that was a lot more, I, I, I loved that. That was a lot more fun. <laughs> what were you in that then? I was, was Eponine. Oh, were you? I was. <gasps> that is actual lead role stuff. I know, stuff. that was actual lead role stuff. So I, I, I loved my life. I, had, I, I got to die on stage. Oh, I got wow. one moment as well. So me and Doug, had start, we started going out when we were in... Um, like we've been together for bloody yonks. Started going out when we were in school and it was in like sick form. So what's that for people who don't live in the UK when you're like 16, 17 or whatever that you start going out? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were both in that play together. And Doug was at Doug was actually Jean Valjean as well. So no. serious parts for Doug. <gasps> I know. Our children are gonna be Western superstars. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um <laughs> but um I'm really revealing the musical theatre part of myself. You all already know this because I'm in my show choir that I get very excited about. But um, uh, yeah, so there was there was one little bit where we got to meet on stage. I remember like they never interact really, those two characters. But there's one little bit where I remember Doug had to go, give that letter to me, little boy or something. And I remember feeling really yeah. upset that that was our only little sort of interaction in the play, oh. I was like, oh, he's just got to call me a little boy and then I've got to run away. It's pretty symbolic of our <laughs> oh. relationship. No, it's not. But, <laughs> yeah. But I was really looking forward to it. I was oh, like, cool. we're going to be in the play together. Like, oh, I'm at... But, yeah, no, there were, there were no sort of romantic moments at all. It was just one bit where he says, give that letter to me, little boy. Doesn't your character in Les Miserables, doesn't mm. she also turn to prostitution? Oh, probably. Didn't they all? No, that yeah. the, specifically just the wondering one who turns if there's a prostitution and gets her teeth yanked out. <laughs> yeah, um, is that not her? That's not her. She gets to do I Dream oh. of Dream, Gorge stuff. Oh. No, that's Fontaine. Yeah. That's good old Fontaine. Yeah, no, oh. Eponine um, is such, uh, lusts after Marius all the time and he doesn't ever love her back and she sings on my own. Oh, her. Yeah, a bit yeah. whiny actually when I look back. <laughs> at the time I was like yes this is my dream role and now I'm like well no surprises there glad you sort of bucked your ideas a little bit up because I did used to be quite whiny <laughs> anyway, anyway hilariously uh, we did have yes. a really good segue and then we started talking about Jesus Christ Superstar and now we've lost it entirely I, I completely lost the thread but it is talking about things that we are good at and being down on us and well not talking about things that we're good at and um and all that kind of stuff and actually let me just refer to my extensive notes for this particular episode like four words oh nice um, you know usual usual stuff um well i tell you what it was it was because it was talking about um 
uh, yeah, being being kind of self-deprecating and 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 kind of not not allowing ourselves to celebrate our successes and stuff like that. But I think, and one of the things that come into that, I reckon, is being is being amateur runners and um which we are which also makes us sound shit doesn't it we use the word amateur but i guess i know exactly but uh not not elites pretend pretend i don't even consider myself athletes i was watching a watching a a reality tv show last night and it was american and they were like are you athletic to each other thank hopeful our american listeners enjoyed my answer then um very good very good thank you um and (laughs) yeah that was like how they asked basically if they like did sport and I was like, what do you mean, if, are you? Because I'm clearly yeah, not athletic. If somebody yeah. asked me that, I'd be like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I run a bit and I and I, mm. I do some sport, but I'm absolutely not athletic. Even sport makes me feel a bit sick to say that. Sport makes me, yeah, I, we've had a, there's, there's definitely a podcast back in time where I've gone, sport is a terrible word. But mm-hmm. actually, yeah, last week I was doing something where I was asked if I had a sedentary or active lifestyle. And... That was interesting because I, I then had to kind of get them to qualify that because I said, well, yeah, I'm sat on my ass most of the day, but I, I will go and do something active like go for a run or go to a boot camp or something once a day. So does that mean I'm sedentary or does that mean I'm active? And the answer is sedentary. You are joking me. <laughs> no. That is the most oh depressing thing I've ever heard. Well, what are we supposed to do? Not everyone <laughs> supposed- can, can be a... A professional, I don't know. What are you moving your body all the time? If you do, I don't know. If you're a builder, tango dancer, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, I think if we had standing well, to be fair, desks, this is like Doug's been doing labouring at the moment, and I have to admit, mm. there's a little toxic part of me that's like, oh, he's looking good. <laughs> yeah, like I suppose change, it does it? make a huge difference if you're it doing does. it for eight hours a day rather than just oh, so unfair. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. no surprises to find out that I'm sedentary then, but I'm I'm gutted for you. It's annoying. It's really annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, I can I can sort of understand it in that context. Um, yeah, let's yeah, get so, standing um, desks. Let's get those desks where you've got treadmills desk. underneath I'd love to them. Get I would love that. I yeah. would actually love that quite a lot. I am trying to get up a bit more often because I think I there was something that sort of scared me into it a week or so ago that I read on on the socials that was mm. talking about getting up once every kind of half an hour just to walk, even if you're just literally walking around the desk. And I just thought I might might try and do that to kind of prevent deep vein thrombosis <laughs> striking oh God, at any yeah. kind of, <laughs> Christ knows. Um, okay. But look, look, right, the thing I was going to talk well. about. Yeah, do that, do that. Your Garmin um, tells you to do it. Does yours? It, Mine does. It used to, but I think I turned off that notification because it annoyed me. So, it is um, annoying. Mm. but it scares me yeah, into it where annoying. it's like move your lazy ass it? yeah and um, then it makes me be like oh god are they yeah. you know are they sensing that i'm about to have a heart attack or something because i haven't moved for the last four hours <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah pro- yeah no that is that is the terror isn't it absolutely yeah oh uh, yeah i never really know anyway more on more on garmin next week I think. yes more on garmin um, next week we actually mm-hmm. speak after um, you, you know many many moons of always telling you guys we're going to speak to experts. We are actually going to speak to an expert next next week. So there we, we are, go. We a are. bit of a tease. Um, yeah. Yes, we are indeed. Um, yeah. So the thing about where I was going to get to was I was basically going to get to slow running because I think one of the my favorite kind of running. That, 
Absolutely. Mm. One of the things that can make us feel like we are not worthy and we're amateur and we're a bit shit and we're worse than other people is the fact that we run slower than other people, right? Yeah. So I guess that's kind of one of the main the main things. But I was thinking about this last week. So I had my friend Laura over, who's my run buddy, basically, um, as well as a very good friend. Um, but she's definitely the only person outside of work that I can talk to about running, I think. Um, and so we were just having a chat about running and she's been following a training plan. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this because I know she listens. Um, and she's been following a training plan to run an ultra and she had come across a bit of information about how to improve endurance. And and this is going to be interesting to you, actually. It's mm-hmm. also there by doing that to improve uh, VO2 max at the same time. There we go. It's my right. buzzword for the moment. So that's exactly. And that's something we're going to be talking to um, to the Garmin expert about, isn't it? Um, about mm-hmm. VO2 max and how we can improve it. And it was just, it was just really interesting because as much as I, so this kind of ties into a conversation that we had with Anna Harding a few, well, a few months ago now. Um, And she was asking about, well, she was talking to us about marathon training at the time. And do you remember we had this? On pod or off pod? On pod, on pod. On pod, okay. And at the time she was talking about how slow we were running our slow runs. So, and do you remember, she started saying, well, you need to be running. So the, the reason why I kind of, I stop in my tracks is because I don't understand really what my pace is. So when she talks about half marathon pace and marathon pace and 5k pace and 10k pace, I I think my response to her was like, well, it's kind of all the same. It's kind of roughly, I think, yeah. I, know, I know that my 5k pace is a little bit faster because I can run a 5k probably in about, 25 or 26 minutes and oh my goodness that's, that's so speedy oh thank thank you that's really speedy that is, that is absolutely my fastest not my not my average and certainly not one round not like a bath park run time mm-hmm. um which i think averaged at about 27 so anyway but that's kind of the 5k time whereas my marathon time is sort of four and a half hours right so obviously i'm not running 5k time at marath- so there is a difference in no, those because you're running under things. ten minute miles for your for that yeah. to get that five k time yeah yes exactly so I mean say I was doing it in twenty six minutes that makes more- no hang on a minute well if I if I was doing it in twenty four minutes I'd be doing eight minute miles wouldn't I eight six and twenty four yeah so I'm kind of mm-hmm. uh, I'm sort of eight and a half minute miles probably um, <clears throat> whereas marathon is more like ten and a half minute miles. Okay, so there's a two minute gap there. So yeah. the thing that made me want to have this kind of big blathery chat was because Laura was saying that something that she was reading said that the there should be a difference between your fast runs and your easy runs. There should be a difference there of about four minutes, which now that Blimey, blew my mind but that, slightly. But this is this makes me a bit. I don't know what I'm doing wrong here, but my concern is that, like, I really don't think that I do have very much difference at all. It my my pace literally varies between like ten, ten and a half, and eleven, eleven and a half. And so, what she was saying was, you, what the the, the big the big massive takeaway is: don't worry about the fast end of that because that really. Will come. So I should be running like fourteen minute miles on my slow. It, this is it yeah well no 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 because you're not you're not trying you so don't worry about I don't think it needs to be 
that distance between kind of a, a kind of a normal ploddy run and your your slow run. But what the, like the anyway? Well, I'm kind of muddling myself up here, but so that the difference, the big gap should between should be between the fastest pace you can run mm. at at threshold. So your fastest pace is not ten and a half minute miles. You can run faster than that. Like if, yeah, if I, I probably no, can, but I do choose not to. No, no, no. I know, but I don't. I don't want you to. But if I told you to run as fast as you could, like for ten seconds, you would be running faster than ten and a half minute miles, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. So that's your fastest pace. So your your then your slowest pace, your easy pace, needs to be four minutes slower than that. Not not uh, not slow not four okay. slower than you currently run your bloody run but what that the big big takeaway is that our easy runs that we consider easy runs are not easy enough so i'm not saying they should be four minutes slower but what laura was saying was actually we should sort of be looking at maybe two minutes one and a yeah. half two minutes slower so and and when i looked at this so i was looking at that so what she's basically referring to is the 80 20 method right so I was doing, sorry, I'm I'm talking for ages here, but let no, me just okay. throw I'm, all I'm this interested. information at you and then, then you tell me what you think about it, right? So the 80-20 thing, um, that's a theory that we run slower for most of our runs. That's the 80% of it and 20% is hard, right? So basically... For our runs sort of collectively. For collectively. Yeah. So if you think of your runs over the course of a week, 80% mm-hmm. of the run should be easy and super easy and 20% of it should be hard okay now this is really really difficult right <laughs> because say you're running um i wrote down some math here say you're running 20 miles a week to get 20% of that to be hard four miles of that should be hard right so 16 mm-hmm. miles really really easy four miles hard but if you're doing like interval training and stuff like that it's only the interval the only part is only the part of the interval that's like super super fast that counts towards that four miles. So you do have to get your calculators out big time. You do. Yeah. So instead of it thinking to yourself, oh, I'm say you were doing, I know that neither of us do this right now, but say you were doing five runs a week and all of them were four miles, you can't think to yourself, well, four of those are going to be super, super easy and one of them is going to be an interval training session. That's not 80-20. You'd probably need to do two interval sessions to make up that kind of 20% of time that's hard if that makes okay. sense okay yeah 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 that because, makes total sense <clears throat> okay so that's that's the kind of that's the maths of how to plumb it all together but what's the thing about the 80% the 80% is the easy sessions right slow running needs to be 90 to 120 seconds slower so one and a half minutes to two minutes slower per mile than race pace and by race pace i'm thinking of marathon pace so my marathon pace is about ten and a half minutes Mm -hmm. for my easy runs and that's 80 percent of the time i need to be running at around 12 minute miles so okay I had never, ever, ever did that. So all I did when I was training for my marathon is run at race pace the whole time. And what they're saying, the reason why that that is bad, so for me, it's it's really hard to get your head around because you just think, how am I going to be able to run a marathon if I don't know how fast to run it, number one? And number two, how am I training myself to run that marathon or, or that half marathon or whatever? 
if I'm not running at the pace at which I'm going to be running it. That's what freaks you know? me out. So I was going to say, I think actually what has happened to me in the past is that um, I have trained, I think my race pace is probably slower than my training run pace because I have trained to a point where like, yeah, I'm running like what, 10 and a half, 11 minute miles or something, depends on what which particular hole has been mm. running it over the last few years. Um, and um I have run up to like 10 or 11 miles before say doing a half marathon and then I haven't done those last couple and so actually it has ended up being slower pace wise because I've tried to carry on running exactly how I've been running seven miles or eight miles up until I get to that point and then I'm like oh god okay I'm gonna have to slow down a little bit and then by the time I get to sort of mile 12 mile 13 I'm like oh oh, oh," and crawling over the finish line yeah so I don't think I've ever um, run, I don't know, aspects of the race have been quicker than like like the bath half that we did last year. I, I was really, ple- that was actually my 5k PB, um, mm. but not definitely not a good idea, probably. Um, no wonder I was knackered by the time I got to the end. But like, <laughs> yeah, basically, I just, I don't think I've ever considered my race pace and my, whenever a training plan says race pace, I'm like, okay. So, yeah, pay, the likewise. pace that I do, yeah, the, the pace, yeah, capital it, T, capital P. Well, yeah, because because also because I think along with the word sport and the word athlete, the word race is is kind of off putting because you just yeah, think, well, I'm not I don't really race cons- exactly. It's like I don't really count myself as needing to have a race pace because I'm not going to be like entering a horrible cross-country championship thing or whatever like I'm just doing it because I really like having a goal to work towards and it's I'm a bit of a show-off and it's nice to have people cheering for you while you run around (laughs) yeah exactly so and I I thoroughly agree but what I guess what we need to do is we need to claim that word race and we just need to think of it bless you we need to think of it as being pick up I tried to lead away (laughs) it was very 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 polite very polite um I think we just need to reclaim it and think to ourselves, it's like that kind of, this is my race. Okay. So it's our, it's, it's our race pace. It's not that we're racing other people. And I think that can be the thing as people that don't necessarily like competing that we Mm -hmm. think of a race pace. Um, but I mean, you know, vaguely what your pace is for a half marathon, right? So, so Right. So, so let me, let me bring in some of the science, right? So pick actual science, not, not that I've, I know, but that I've read elsewhere from scientists. So, mm-hmm. right. The, the slower bit. So I think cause this is really kind of, it screwed my mind a bit because when I was speaking to Laura last week, she said that she'd been doing this for a month, right? Just okay. a month. So she'd been running her slow runs much, much slower. And she said, it's really, really hard as we can imagine, super, super hard to run so slowly that you could be almost walking at that pace or even you you might even have to walk because another that's way that's what in order I think do- because I think because and again I can t- I think that's why it's easy to think of that like race pace and then slow run when you're somebody mm-hmm. who would run a race pace that would be like really speedy but because mine isn't I'm like well I can't do slower than my race pace because I feel like people are going to be watching me and be like give it up love just walk yeah yeah because it would be and it would be really frustrating too right because mm-hmm. you could end up like say you are running like 12 13 minute miles and 
hats off because I know there are people who listen that run that have those paces and actually you are running for much longer so it's really really hard and I feel like I would just want to be like but I really want to get back now and have a bath and a Domino's (laughs) yeah Yeah, but I think the thing is is that it works that Mm. if you are able to pull yourself back and and lots of people achieve their 80% easy runs by not just monitoring their pace but also monitoring their heart rate which is something Mm. that again we'll speak to the Garmin people about um because and that that can be really really super hard um so on the assumption that you've sorted out heart rates via your Garmin watch or or via your you know whatever kind of tracker you've got um it, it is really difficult to stay in zone two which is what they normally ask you to do um the the problem is is Oh, yeah, I don't stay in zone two. I'm all over the bloody shop. Most of my runs, I probably do them in zone three and zone four. And Mm -hmm. from what I've been reading about over the last week or so is that that is like massively wrong. And one of the big main reasons why that is wrong is because you're kind of, you're, you're putting kind of a bit of hard effort into your runs every time you run. You're not that, they're not, none of those runs are easy runs. And that means it takes you longer to recover from those runs. So basically, if you if you don't recover properly from the run that you've done the day before, and you're about to go off and do, like, say, your interval training, mm. you won't perform your best at the interval training. Even if you feel sort of okay, you haven't recovered properly because you 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 won't have kind of built everything back up again to 100%. So say you're down at 80%, you're not going to be performing your interval training as well as you would do as if you'd recovered properly, which means that your recovery prevents your fast running from being as fast or as good as it could be, which means you won't get faster. Mm. Okay. So, (laughs) but if you recover well, you can concentrate on running faster and better on hill sprints and kind of interval training and stuff like that. And there's a bit here which says, if you don't recover well, you're simply wearing yourself down. So the overtraining, that word overtraining, doesn't mean that you're kind of training too much. It means you're training too badly. You're, okay. you're, you, so if you think about your little cup, it, 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 it keeps on coming down. And because this it doesn't fill back up again, a little bit. I know. And because it doesn't fill right back up to the top, it's always just going to be going down and down and down. So if we keep on training for these half marathons and marathons and doing the same sort of mid-pace, ploddy runs or whatever, we're never going to, I mean, I don't, I don't want to run any faster and I'm, I don't know if you do, but I mean, I'm not that bothered about it. I wouldn't mind running I do a little want to bit run... faster, but again, only so that I can get home and, and have and the dominoes. Have that dominoes. I actually got a text from Domino's while we were having that conversation. It really, <laughs> really creeped me out. Anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah, I'm not bothered about going faster particularly, but I am bothered about going further. And it, it's the same, it's the same result. I can't run further because I get to a point like you where we're doing our long runs and the last mile or two is absolute bloody agony. And what this is saying is that if you're doing your easy runs properly, if you are running them like a minute and a half or two minutes slower than a kind of a a normal paced run, you should finish feeling okay. Yeah. 
again, that blew my mind because then that doesn't feel like a proper workout, right? No, but I think that's, that's what you should the be doing. Toxic part of me that's like, mm. like, so I had this in a spin class the other day where I hadn't been to it in ages. I should ask about this when we're talking to Garmin later. I literally had a thing that was like shouting at me for my poor performance. Mm. And I was like, wrong. That is <laughs> not correct because I am current, you know, I'm giving it my all here. Like, mm. what do they mean, poor performance? And actually, it is probably that I had, that was the first thing I did with my Garmin. So I hadn't done anything before. And then I suddenly just went from sitting in my lovely sedentary lifestyle um, mm. to going absolutely all out. But that's how I have always felt that I have to behave because I have a sedentary lifestyle. So it's like, oh, well, when I am going for a run or if I am going on the bike or if I am going like, yeah, to a class or whatever, then like, I need to make sure it's a really hard one because not yeah. running necessarily, I suppose, but. But yeah, still, I suppose a bit like I shouldn't be down on myself just because my pace is a bit slow. I still will no. like not feel like I've done a proper run unless I've like unless I'm like <gasps> at the end. Yeah, but we should be feeling like that on our twenty percent of our runs, not the eighty percent of our runs. And like, yeah. and so, and there were two other like really interesting things from this where it said, um, so if we run slowly, if we keep in our zone two sort of thing, um. It keeps your heart in the aerobic zone rather than anaerobic. anaerobic. Yeah. Um, and that means that you take in enough oxygen to meet your needs. And it means basically that you won't get as much lactic buildup or, or any in your legs because you'll be taking in enough oxygen. And the more you do that, so the longer you run at aerobic pace, the stronger your heart becomes essentially. And your lungs are able to work more efficiently. Yeah. And then basically you're able to run faster and longer with less effort because you've taught yourself and trained your heart and your lungs to perform better at that slower pace. Then also, and I know we don't talk about weight on this, but I'm going to talk about weight on this. Running slower helps your body become more efficient at burning fat which also has blown my little mind. Yeah, everything so, is just, this is all not how I thought you were supposed to exercise, especially not if you sit in your ass all the time. Mm. But then but again, it, it, I think that all is going into the, the concept of like exercise as punishment, isn't it? Is that like, mm -hmm. I feel because I sit on my ass for my job all the time that I've got to, that when I do exercise, I've really got to make it count sort of thing. Um, yeah. And... And even though, again, it's like something that I'm. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Trying to work past, and I don't think that it has anything to do with self-worth, um, but like I have been a bit surprised at not having lost weight before in the past when I've like felt like I've been really going all out in um, sessions for ex- when I've gone mm-hmm. from kind of doing absolutely nothing to then suddenly doing like three or four really hard sessions a week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's very, very interesting. And it is, yeah, isn't it? But it is slightly blowing my mind that I'm like, so if I was going to go for a run after this, what am I, yeah. what pace am I looking at? If it's say, if it's an easy one. Okay. Well, what's, what's the, what pace did you run half marathon at? Well, I won't go for the one that I ran in Paris because mm-hmm. that was, um, that was because you, you know, were sort of you were walk running. I was walk okay. running. Um, okay, so though it was actually not that different. I found. Sorry, I'm just loading my mm-hmm. Strava to find the last half marathon that I did. Uh, eleven minute, eleven or ten, eleven ten. Mm. So I mean, really, they're saying you should you should try and run it at twelve and a half or twelve and a half. Try for twelve and a half. Mm-hmm. Like really just to see what that looks like and maybe add I think that's bit. what my like, Garmin for... said to me too I think it was like telling mm. me that I needed to do a because I had to enter my average pace the other day when yeah. I was trying to get a um a training plan and it was like and I was like what why is it telling me to run yeah look yeah. this is saying that I should do 13 minute miles yeah so saying the same thing that Here I'm saying. Here we go. It's all very, very... <laughs> I've also just realised this is how much I don't know about my Garmin. I'm, I was just touching it in order to work out what my thing was. Didn't even know it was mm. touchscreen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using the little buttons like a twat. <laughs> you can use both. That's the joy of it. But yeah, I think that's what we need to do. So if you're... Say you went for... Say you had three runs a week... So let's let's get away from all this because when I was looking at all the information about it, it was talking about people that ran five times a week. Fuck that. If yeah. we're running three times a week, two of those runs, say two of those runs were kind of, say they're 5K, say-ish, mm-hmm. run those at 12-minute miles, 12-and-a-half-minute mm-hmm. miles. See if you can do that and just and and do that and see how you feel at the end of it just do one as an experiment and see what that okay. feels like and then and one then, of them one of them it's 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 guns out it's okay. kind of yeah and and then you'll get the sweaty kind of shit i've really done my work but hopefully if if both of us are used to running you know a, a couple of times a week three times a week maybe four times a week or whatever if we're used to doing that what we'll also be used to doing is it, if we have to do a hard session it will feel really, really hard. It will feel really, and 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 this this way, it will feel hard, but we'll get so much more out of it. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll be able to go for longer. We'll be able to kind of increase the number of intervals potentially. We'll be able to, you know, and then the direct result from that, because we will have run faster, or we will will have run harder up hills, or we will have gone, we've done f- more intervals than we would normally have done the direct result will be that our VI2 max will be positively impacted because of it. Okay. So, okay. Let's... I mean... 
let's let's chat again next so you can see where, we'll where, see where we are. whether we did it of course the only thing is on that is that can you be asked to do one of those hard training sessions no i think mm. i'm basically just going to run 12 minute miles now for the rest yeah. of my life it's going to be the best <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely though definitely when it comes to because i can finally do a long run at the weekend without everything going to shit in terms of sort of external family life and all mm-hmm. that kind of crap. So I can go for a long run. It won't be a long, long, long run because I've not done a long run for ages and ages, but I will definitely run it a lot slower. I am used to looking at my watch and may, sometimes what I do is I look at my watch and I think, oh, that's kind of, that's, that's telling me nine and a half. So I should probably slow down if I was doing yeah. sort of more than six or seven miles. Um, but that's as far as I'll go. And I hate being slower than 10 and a half. So, that, you know, I'll be like, mm, you know, and I'll try and pick it up a little bit mm-hmm. if I'm doing that sort of distance. Um, it's so weird how your mind works. Also, it's kind of like, you know, the pace on your watch is the is your pace at that point in time. It's like, it's not, it's like not even an overall average and it, it goes haywire if you stop at crossroads and. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. It's really, you know? really tricky. So you, you sort of have to like get to know your that body. half marathon we were talking about I was actually quite pleased with my, um, I'll tell you what, that was faster than my previous training run. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Go on. Um, (laughs) But I definitely don't do it right because that, yeah, that race, so 11, and then Mm. my previous training, the short training runs were like, oh, I don't know, actually. Okay, I'm proud of myself here. I think okay. that's pretty decent. Anyway, I was going to say that if I do the splits on that, then like mm. I'm I'm in the tens, and then mm-hmm. oh right up mile twelve and thirteen, I'm in the thirteens. <laughs> was but was that bath half? Yeah, so I stopped for water and I crawled. You stopped, yeah, and yeah, I crawled yeah. across the finish yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we should talk about the bath half though, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we actually should. You know, they're getting rid of the hill. <gasps> they're getting rid of the hill they're getting rid of the hill so the hill that Esther and I bitched about loads last time we ran the bath half we've talked about running so much once again uh, sorry what the fuck I, I know um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're getting rid of that hill I, just to balance things out I'm going to show you that I've got a um, I've got a little millionaire shortbread in a, in a nice. thing next to me so I'm really looking forward yeah. to having that afterwards um, <laughs> but uh, yeah they, they sent us an email being like oh we we heard not the podcast, this was to all the people who'd run, saying, um, you know, you you voiced your concerns and we heard it and now we're going to get rid of the hill at the end. I know. Maybe Amazing. it does would that make work. You wanna... it, it does actually make me want to do it. It does make me want to do it. And we've got the mm. Vitality 10K, Vitality 10,000, in fact, I think we might yes. be contractually obliged to call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> So that falls at quite a nice time because I think it's the bath half. It does. A few weeks afterwards. Yeah, bath half is sort of October-ish and yeah. Vitality 10,000. 10,000, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is September the 24th? Yeah. Or 3rd. I keep on getting mixed up. It's 24th, isn't it? 24th, 24th. Um, uh, yeah, and, and we've, yeah, we should, we should uh, remind everyone that they can run in the women's running wave. Please do, please do. We're a little bit nervous about Mm. it. We really, really want it to work, but we do obviously need enough people to do it. Otherwise, that you know, we can't really have a wave of like ten of us as much as we would absolutely love to do that. We can't. So yeah, please join us. 
we would absolutely love it. Sorry, I got so much going yeah, on today. We need I'm loads. Like, hey, fever, Ian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been having that a bit. Maybe it's a thing at the moment. I don't know. Maybe it's the kind of I also think that's a, warm weather. and Yeah, I think there might be a little bit of a fluey thing going around the office as well. Oh, um, really? Which, obviously, we don't go in too much, but um, I did go in last week. Did I? Yeah. Did you? Oh. We need to yeah, not I think so. And then you so joined via satellite because Felix was ill. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That wasn't last week though, was it? Oh, wasn't it? No, that no, it's a couple of weeks ago now. Okay. Yeah. If you, then hopefully it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, I, tell me about stuff that's not running. Tell yeah, me about come on. Um, God. I, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your weekend. What's been going on with What you? has been going on with me? Oh, okay. I've actually got some other sport to tell you guys about. Um, so the, I'm sneezing from hay fever. Yeah, I'm also itching all over the shop because I think I've got something called swimmer's itch because I went wild swimming on the weekend. <laughs> oh, oh my God. What yeah. the hell is swimmer's itch? You've been Googling, haven't you? I have. Well, okay. So I hope, I hope she doesn't mind me calling her out for this. But me and Cara went, mm. uh, went wild swimming. Uh, a friend of mine, she lives near a little uh, sort of wild swimming lakey thing where you join and they have like a WhatsApp group and I think you pay mm. a certain amount and um, I didn't. So I don't know what the situation is there. I just rocked <laughs> up and had a dip. But um, it's a free country as well, you know. How can you police the the pool? But this, I don't know how it works. But she definitely pays and she gets some extra stuff or whatever. And she mm. gets to be part of this WhatsApp group. We went for a swim had a little tootle about it's 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 pretty clean like i mean it's a wild swimming thing so if obviously there are like there are a few things that you have to sort of swim past quite quickly and be like oh, oh, i don't know what that is or yeah, whatever. a bit murky right a bit yeah. murky but on the whole it's pretty good pretty clean um yeah. and also it's been you know it's been pretty warm hasn't it it was lovely weather yeah, but over was the weekend it, cold? it was okay was it did you it just use right. swimming costumes or we just used swimming costumes this <gasps> co- Esther. This will all come back to haunt us. We oh. did just do, we just used swimming costumes. So we saw someone else using a wetsuit. Yeah. And we were like, we'll just do swimming costumes. It's 22 degrees. What are they doing? Mm. Um, and it was actually, yeah, it really surprised me in that it wasn't too, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I'm all over the shop. It's because my swimmer's itch. <laughs> swimmer's itch. Just making a cough. Oh right, dear. Um, but <laughs> it was so, so um, uh, yeah, we were like, let's not do wetsuits and also genuinely i was like oh isn't it meant to be quite good for your heart to have cold mm-hmm. water exposure wim hof would probably be here going oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> and all of that stuff yeah 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 so <laughs> so i was like oh i'll go in my swimming cozy and uh, and we did and we swam a few lengths of the thing swimming is hard if you haven't been swimming for a while oh my god it is it's oh actually my god, really yeah. hard like i used to really swim lots in a serious way but obviously you do yeah. swim more when you're a child or whatever and you go to swimming lessons or whatever but have yeah. swum for ages and I was, it was really tiring <laughs> but we managed yeah. to do a bit um and then we went and, and had a little sunbathe and dried off and then went home Lovely. and um very nice dreamy the next morning Cara woke up and she was like I'm covered in hives 
And I was like, what? And I had noticed that the night before I'd gone to sleep as well. I'd been really itchy. And I was like, well, maybe it's just because I've been in the sun. And, you know, you get a little bit itchy if you've got a bit sunburned or whatever. I thought I did put sun Mm. cream on, but I was like, maybe I've just kind of, it's it's that. Um, And thank God mine hasn't progressed to hive levels. But um, I have been really itchy. And then then she looked on the WhatsApp group for the Wild Swimming Club. And they were like, oh, you know friendly reminder if you go in in summer then you are potentially exposing yourself to this thing called swimmer's itch which is also called i was going to look this up before mm. uh it's called circarial circarial dermatitis yeah um and do you want to hear this it's caused by an allergic reaction to, allergic reaction to certain microscopic parasites that infect some birds and mammals Ew. I know. So I feel oh, like grotty about that. I know. I was literally, oh. I was feeling so smug, and I was like, "I'm going to tell the podcast all about my wild swimming." I'm, and I was, I was like, "We're going to do a wild swimming themed episode. It's going to be amazing." I'm obsessed with wild swimming now, and now I'm really put mm. off. And I, we were both the same. We were like, "Oh God, what are we going to do?" Cara was like, "Shall I cancel my membership to the wild swimming club?" Because, because oh is that the first time she'd been? She'd been before, but she hadn't been in that temperature. And I think that's the thing oh, is right. that it is, oh. um, it's particularly summer because of, I don't know, I guess the bacteria thrives more in that, in the heat or something. I'm not sure. Oh, that's horrible. That's, that's horrible. Nice, that really, and I no, literally, nice. I was joking about it when I was swimming along. I was like, oh, I'm scared that things are like crawling up my vagina and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm scared that they were. Oh dear! Like those tiny little fish that leap up urine streams and, and yes, jump into like penises. penis worms. Yeah, penis yeah. Worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So we've we got penis worms. <laughs> if you love this podcast, and of course you do, then there are two ways to enjoy more of it. First, there's this amazing thing called Women's Running Magazine. If you want more silly Holly and Esther chat, it's in there. And if you also want brilliant expert advice that will make you run better, it's also in there. If you pop along to shop.womensrunning.co.uk, you can avoid the scrum in Waitrose, have it delivered every month, and save up to a third off the cover price. The other way you can get more Holly and Esther nonsense is by becoming part of our beloved pod squad on Patreon. From just £2 a month, you'll have access to our exclusive Discord chat room. There are free chats on Zoom with me and Hole, weekly newsletters and silly videos and all sorts. If you bump that up to a teensy-weensy six quid a month, you'll get extra exclusive podcasts too. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. Sad, sad, sad. Because I really thought it was going to be my new thing. Bad times. I tell you what, I think it did do wonders for though. I have been struggling with psoriasis quite badly over the last. Well, I don't know if I've ever spoken on the podcast about the fact that I get psoriasis. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you have. I don't know if I've if I've if I've said, but yeah, I do get psoriasis quite badly. Uh, Not not as badly, nearly as badly as other people that I've met who've had it. Um, but I get it on my scalp and it's annoying. That was the first time I ever had it was when I was doing my, um, my final. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing about penis, penis worms. <laughs> 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 That's what, 
I mean, I, I guess <laughs> that's sort of what psoriasis is as well, is just sort of... Is no, it penis worms not, as well? It's not penis worms. No. It's not penis no. worms. I don't know what it is. It's an autoimmune <laughs> thing, I think. Yeah. Probably not helped by penis worms. Yeah, it's it's up there with eczema, isn't it? It's one of those sort of... It's one of those. Isn't it? Well, now yeah. I'm worrying because I'm thinking that's a very good point. If it's an autoimmune skin thing, then surely having the mm. penis worm bacteria. <laughs> but then I didn't react in nearly the same way to Cara. Like, I'm itching now mm. because I'm talking about it, but I've yeah. not been too bad. Whereas she, bless her, was like, this is horrible. I'm never going wild swimming again. Um, yeah. And for like days, like she was like, like she couldn't sleep because of it and stuff. Oh, no. um, I know. So, but so Ooh. I'm wondering why it ha- if it might have had a negative effect on my psoriasis. But straight afterwards, it felt so much better. Like I've had that patch on my arm that I kept showing you for it. I kept whacking it out for Esther. Yeah. I was really worried about it for ages. I thought it was ringworm, and then it was like it didn't go away with any creams, and then it turned out it was just psoriasis in a funny shape. And I've got two more mm. patches that are really like annoying me that have popped up at the moment. Oh. It's weird because yeah. it comes from stress and I've been very relaxed, but. <laughs> God, oh, yeah, no, no maybe idea. Maybe I haven't subconsciously. I have also been quite anxious the last few weeks. So maybe mm. there are subconscious things that are going on that's making yeah, me Yeah, and maybe stressed. it takes a while. Maybe, maybe psoriasis is more like a delay thing. Like it doesn't flare up by, it's a bit like hair falling out. Yeah. Like it doesn't happen at that time, at like time. maybe three months later or something. I mean, that's something. literally what I have with my anxiety and that really helps, um, it, it it really doesn't help me. It really helps the anxiety. Mm. Um, that mm. like it it makes me freak out more because I have it. So I actually had it on the weekend. I haven't had it for ages, but I'd had such a nice weekend. Actually, that's not true. I, I had bits and bobs, but I hadn't had a bout this bad for ages. Um, I did. I texted you saying I'd had a really bad night's sleep, and I didn't want to tell you the full extent of it because yeah. I was like, but it was basically Ooh. lush weekend. I um went well swimming great times mm. um it was also quite healthy and wholesome because I know that certain things like drinking way too much and I, I did go out with friends for a friend's birthday on Saturday but I was really conscious to not drink too much because I was like I don't want to get a anxiety hangover afterwards mm. and um and yeah it was like out in the sun lovely time spending time with friends just like really lovely weekend and then it's almost like my body views overexcitement sometimes as as stress or trauma or anxiety. And then when it stops yeah. and it goes quiet, so like when I then finally went to sleep, it goes dun, 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 and it kicks in. And it's like all the adrenaline rush happens and it's God. like really yeah. horrible. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it was really, really bad on Sunday night that I just had like horrendous anxiety. And then everybody goes, oh no, what is it? What's caused it? And like, do you know what it's about? Yeah. And then that freaks me out more because I'm like, no, I had a lovely time. I was lying in bed, yeah, reading my book. So that's kind of what stresses me out then more. And that helps, that sort of like feeds the cycle because it's like, um, So yeah. you started getting anxious about what you might be anxious about. Yeah, because I was thing. like, why is this happening to me? And like, why is it yeah. back? Is this what my life's going to be like again? And yeah. Oh God. But I have I have sought help straight away. Even though I feel okay, um, I was like mm. I'm not going to mess. Up. Like yesterday, I felt a little bit residing still, but like generally okay. And today, I feel much better. Mm. I was like I'm not going yeah. to let it fester. I'm going to go back to therapy, and um, I'm kind of tempted to explore something other than CBT because I do think that CBT has. I've done two rounds of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. If people haven't done it before or heard of it um and it's really good for like 
recognizing what's happening to me but it still doesn't stop it's almost Mm. like I've got sort of a little bit of trauma from when it happened the first time and how terrifying that was because even though I know it isn't that I'm not dying and nothing terrible is happening to me and I spent a long time in CBT sorting through that I now feel like the fear is like oh but the anxiety is back and it's going to ruin my life again and that's what causes the panic because that is a real panic like my life was completely put on hold for like 10 days, two weeks where I couldn't work. Yeah. I had to move home and be with my family because I couldn't look after myself. Like it was awful. And so that is the real fear of like, that's going to come back again. And I think I need to go and have some sort of like conversation about that with a therapist. That makes sense because yeah, I think CBT can be massively helpful, but you are basically just working on the kind of symptoms aren't you as opposed to the cause I guess yeah exactly it's lots about the thought cycles that get you there and things but it doesn't really like answer Mm. the question and I think a lot of mine happened subconsciously so before I know it I've started experiencing anxiety symptoms and then I'm like oh god what's happening Mm -hmm. rather than like whereas yeah I think quite a lot of like I, I, I know it sounds really bad because literally hats off to anybody out there who does have something like claustrophobia or fear of heights or crowds or but yeah I'm in a way I'm really jealous because it's like you can pinpoint what the anxiety is and then things like exposure therapy or can be really helpful but I literally don't I don't know mine is just like fear of going bonkers again and fear Mm. of and I say that, you know, I'm allowed to do a slur against my own community there. Um, you are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I say that well, as isn't a it, person. isn't it GAD? Isn't it, isn't yeah. it generalized anxiety disorder? Is that, yeah. Yeah. Like, and the, the generalized bit is just not ha- like helpful, is it? You want yeah. specific anxiety disorder. I really so would love a specific right, okay, anxiety that, so disorder. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. anyway it's a pain oh, in the ass but oh how annoying it's just yeah. like being ill though isn't it you know it's like it's, just, it's like getting a cold or something where every so often it comes back it's so irritating and this particular bout mm. even though you know the terribleness of sunday night where i actually had a panic attack and stuff has not been like that awful since for for a while I have had underlying I know I've been anxious for the last few weeks I told you I was a couple mm. of weeks ago didn't I and I yeah. feel like it's sort of been like hanging around and it will go away for a few days but it'll come back so I do want to kind of sort it out but my fear is then that I'm like am I in a cycle because this sort of happens to me every sort of six months or so and then I do therapy mm. or I really sort of like take it seriously and then it comes back again and I'm worried that what causes it is just like having a really great time. Because <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But they, they I mean, it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be one of those really irritating long term things, isn't it? Where obviously it's going to be, it's probably going to be really helpful if like you kept a diary because it may be certain things that are happening regularly that might trigger it that you don't realize it might not be like you know having a good time it might also be some other things that yeah you maybe haven't added into the mix in your head and thought, very oh, true yeah, I haven't had just like a weekend where I've been at home and been able to sort of you know put a few washes on and relax and not have any sort of plans with people or whatever for a while I think it's just like the combined with the slight collective trauma that we all went through with COVID 
quiet weekends make me quite stressed as well because I'm like, oh God, this makes me think of bad times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like it's like... Maybe, maybe you're, are you filling up your social diary too much to kind of combat that maybe 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 I am it's so weird I mean if anybody would like to tell me their thoughts anybody else who struggles with this stuff I just feel like it's so difficult to unravel in a post-covid landscape yeah Yeah. it is it is hard it is hard I think Mm. because I I I mean equally with the collective trauma of covid kind of thing that that my uh, that it's allowed me, enabled me to go in the other direction, which is to be even more reticent about social situations than I was before COVID, which is quite tricky to do because I didn't really like them then. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's made me not want to do anything at all. And it means that anything, literally anything in the diary, I see as Everest-like in terms of getting yeah. over it. I think so I probably any, do a bit too. I probably do a bit mm. too, but I find it like a, co- a good coping mechanism to force myself to get out and do things. Whereas, because like COVID took all the things that I loved, like even just like sitting and doing a puzzle all afternoon or whatever now, I'm like, mm. oh, that makes me think about lockdown though. And it's so weird, isn't it? Isn't it strange? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, like the other week I went for a little run with the kids and because we didn't get up early enough to do junior park run, we went round the block and doing that was was for me was like oh flashback 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 yeah <laughs> you know we used to do that little walk every single day and it's like oh my god this road I hate this road so much yeah you know? it's bizarre but you are oh. right I think that it helps to I mean even just like talking about stuff like that makes you realize associations and that's really helpful to kind of unravel and yeah. I think I should be writing down uh, as much as I can um but I just get a bit scared because I did I show you I was putting it in my calendar. Um, mm. So I put felt shit the other day, but then I was like, oh, oh yes, you did, yeah. And I was like, I put it in the in the work calendar, <laughs> so I, I I mustn't do that. I actually heard a story about somebody who was doing that to track their periods and was doing it for literally yes! months. <laughs> did you see that? It was on Instagram. Yes, it was like someone was hilarious. talking about how they used their calendar on their phone to track periods and hadn't realised for months that they'd been going like. Oh, really heavy flow today or whatever on the company <laughs> calendar. The work. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, that would be so bad. I managed to oh. remove felt shit quickly, but I was really scared it was going to like send a notification to everybody in the company being like, Holly Taylor felt Holly shit, shit at 9am today. <laughs> would you like to join her? Would you like to join her? For, here's the Zoom link. <laughs> oh god dear i still think i still think it's a really good idea to do but maybe set Mm. up a separate calendar for it yes i might get a trello (laughs) board just for my feelings my feelings board (laughs) show to my feelings teacher yeah (laughs) yeah teacher oh god that's one of my favorite things oh mate yeah so i am going to probably go back to a feelings teacher but i literally googled yesterday is it good is it bad to go back to therapy and i knew what the answer was going to (laughs) be but i was like i just need some validation here because it's also difficult because i'm sure i've said on the pod before and obviously you know about this that doug's been away half the week at a time and sometimes Mm. i love it like last week i had the absolute time of my life because i haven't told you about bingo lingo went to bingo lingo (laughs) No. let's discuss that next <laughs> and um and um like 
I was just, I was busy and it felt like it's kind of like getting to live half of my week as a single person who can go out and see friends and do whatever they want and not have to worry about somebody being at home and whether they've got, you know, whether we're going to eat together or whether, you know, just the kind of general practicalities of if you've got a partner. Um, And then the other half of the week, he's back and I get to see him and it's lovely. But this week he's been away, he's been away for a while because he was on a stag do and then went straight up to Wales where he's been working um and it has it's really difficult sometimes if I'm having a great time everything's good but if I'm having a bad time I'm just a terrible internal processor I need validation and I need to externally process things and I Mm. just will convince myself I'm going mad so I've been using Google I should use chat GPT shouldn't I I should just be like tell me I'm fine in 300 (laughs) words. (laughs) But should I quickly tell you about Bingo Lingo? Uh, Yes, please. Okay. So it is fun, Mm -hmm. but it was extremely studenty. I did feel quite out of place um, because, and it was a testosterone fest. Oh, seriously? Yeah, there were a lot of, there were also a lot of people, I was really intimidated to start with because there were lots of like tables of students where there were all boys who were being like, (laughs) and I was a bit like, oh my God, what have we let ourselves in for? (laughs) But then as the night progressed, I started to encounter more people who were like our age or older who were on like just fun nights out or Mm -hmm. people who were still students maybe, but not like that at all just like silly fun people who wanted to have a good time um and it was less boozy than I was expecting it was boozy Mm -hmm. like everyone was drinking but like it was I think we had like two pints Mm. each because there weren't that many breaks that you could like go and get drinks really like it was so actually I felt fine I didn't really need to take um Wednesday morning off but I I just I decided to anyway, and Good. I stuck a wash on and watched some Netflix and went for a walk and nice. got on my day. But um, yeah, it was it it was it was it was really funny. It was it was quite crude. I don't oh, know. Really? Yes, there was a lot of like they obviously were really playing off the studenty thing, and so mm-hmm. instead of like I don't know whatever they would usually say like twenty one. Here's a none or something yeah they were yeah. They, it was like up your bum 21 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was all of that sort of stuff which was quite funny yeah. they did get old quite I like that. yeah it yeah, was yeah. quite funny uh, and some of them <laughs> triggered things that then so it was like this old guy who for some reason I called him Big Les and I don't think that was his name I think I made that up <laughs> but all night I kept being like oh it's Big Les um <laughs> And then there were two, and then there were two boys who, bless them, they probably went to to Lambda, and here they are now. Um, they they're dressed as grannies for some reason, right. and they're sort of riling up the crowd and doing silly things. And then every time yeah. there were silly numbers or whatever, they would do silly things. Like they yeah. had, like there was a whole thing when it was sixty nine, uh-huh. and all, the, and all yeah. the boys were like. Or whatever, and me and Lex were like, "Oh God!" Um, they did a they did a sort of acrobatic move where they where oh, they sort oh, to, of, to show to, the, to sort of yeah. pretend to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. Do, we're all grown ups here. Everybody knows what we mean. Yeah. Um, 
but it was actually quite good. It was like you know, it was it was seriously acrobatic. Um, and there was a, there was a bit of that stuff that I think made me a little bit frightened. And I was like, oh, is this the sort of evening that reeks of sort of nasty, uh, sort of sexual assaulty type men? And Ooh. then actually, as it went on, I was like, no, this is just people having a very silly time. But it's all yeah. quite inclusive, and everybody's very relaxed here and it's all taking the piss out of themselves however i was right that people get brought up on stage and thank god we didn't get brought up on stage but people um so you fill out your bingo thing and Mm. then there are quite serious prizes like um people were winning air fryers fitbits shit did you win anything no, I was really gutted. Mm. But I wasn't gutted to not win anything in a way because you had to go up on stage if you won something. Aye, and that aye, was where they did okay. silly stuff. So like you would go up on stage and sometimes they, you, you would just sort of dance and the guys dressed as grannies would sort of be like, way or whatever around you. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But some, because they have, to, they have to validate whether you actually did get bingo, whether you're just extremely drunk and mm. going, some people were off their tits and they were just like, bingo. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. Um, but um, but <laughs> they had to, you had to go up on stage to get your prize. But then sometimes, there might be two people who get bingo and then you had to do a competition so like there was a lip sync that people did and then you have to like cheer for who you think should win the air fryer like some of the stuff I would have been mortified to do um oh my god but also would have been hilarious and then um Mm. I would have preferred a lip sync there was also a twerk off I would really I would have said no thank you very much I, I shan't be doing that um, <laughs> but um, keep your air fryer. Oh. Yeah. But the worst oh. part that I was really glad that didn't happen to me was if you got the um, if you if you cried bingo and then it wasn't mm. bingo, then they yeah. like they did like a sort of point at you and go and a big thing came up on the screen that was like shame and then you had to walk off. <laughs> <laughs> So I was really glad that I didn't have to walk off with shame on the screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, not fun. Oh, not my fun. goodness me. It was very silly and I did enjoy it a lot. I can't imagine the lifestyle of the people who do the bingo lingo, like the granny boys. Interesting. Because like they, yeah. they were on it. They were getting on it. And I was like, bloody mm-hmm. hell, do you just do this every night where you get pissed and dance around like a granny and then you wake up the next morning and you're like... Right, time to do it all over again. Back in it again. Wonder how many yeah. 69s we're going to have to do tonight. Yeah, maybe, maybe well, maybe they do like a, a variety of different sort yes, of maybe there are several boys. Several well, several or, boys or girls. so maybe that the individual boys have several different kind of jobs that they do that they're not just grannies that do bingo lingo but they oh, also I haven't do even other considered bit things. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I d- it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as a full time occupation. It no, might be. I don't I'm know. 100% I don't sure that the they're like acting. Are. They were acting students or whatever. Who yes, I think that's probably quite, yeah, yeah. Who probably are also in like casualty on a Saturday or whatever. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're probably dead people, aren't they? In casualty. Yes, yeah, for sure. yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was Bingo Lingo. Oh, it was fun, and there locks. were elements of it that I was a bit like, "Oh God, I'm scared. This is going to be scary." And me and Lex aren't yeah. going to be able to cope with students. Um, sorry, not in a judgmental way to students, just in a, like, we wouldn't be able to keep up. And actually it was yeah. very, very hilarious and, and great fun. I mean, I kind of, I like the idea of going for a drink and there being another activity to do. Not, not one that would 
somehow put a spotlight on me but like pub quizzes I'm quite fond of yes I love and, a pub yeah. quiz I love a pub quiz and I actually like it was quiz. yeah I was it surprised me how fun bingo is like I enjoyed yeah. ticking off my little numbers though they didn't really explain the rules and it did take me a while to understand what a row was and what a house was yeah. or whatever but I yeah. got there in the end oh good for you anyway that we should go nice. to bingo together now bingo champions I, do you know what I'd go for it I think I but would if it wasn't that because it was in Comedia as well. So it was yeah. like you had to go up on a very big stage. But I would yeah, go up and get my air fryer and go, well, hey, thanks everyone. Yeah, and then sure. go and sit back down. But I wouldn't I wouldn't want to enter into an unsolicited twerk contest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra pod squad benefits from just two pounds a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our brand new pod squad chat room too. For just six pounds a month, you can listen to bonus podcasts as well. There are now five extra ones to listen to. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.